Good morning, everybody. We're going to, I love our baby dedications. Um, so, so cool. And um, Jessica having uh, us pray for our children. Um, the more you observe our culture, our nation, the state of the world, the more you realize how important it is to pray for our children, to pray for their safety, to pray for their well-being. There continue to be 800,000 children a year that go missing. These are children with birth certificates. This isn't to mention the children that don't even have that. And our children are targeted. by this spirit that is in the world. It's okay, Silas. He came in with a New York hat today, looking too cool to... I said, are you going to be a newsie when you grow up? Two years. Buy me last pape, mister. And I know there are good people in our school systems, but the head of that, the teachers union, the uh, agenda that starts early with our children, and especially as they get into the higher grades and college, they are totally, there's a true agenda to destroy their faith and to change them. But we have a promise in the scripture that if we train up our children in the way that they should go, if we are the first to say it, if we are the first to talk about the things that are, and especially God, if we're the ones to get in there in the beginning and make sure that that is sealed before we send them off into the world, once that foundation is set in them, they're amazing. You can't change them. Once they have that solid rock, that faith, and even if they question, they'll come back. This thing, it, it abides. And uh, that is my observation over time and through so many situations. So we take dedicating our babies and children serious. It is not a ritual. It's not a sacrament. It is the choice of two parents coming and making a commitment to the Lord to raise their children uh, in, the, in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, realizing that those children are not theirs, but are entrusted to them by the Lord to care for them, watch over them, and bring them up in a way that they find Jesus, that they find the Lord. And uh, even before I have Adam and Summer come up, let me read this. And then I'll have them come up. Um, it's out of Deuteronomy 6. And listen to these words. Because I, I, I love our families. And I love my, uh, my young families and my parents, moms and dads. Uh, that have the convictions they do over their children. So this isn't a lecture. This is a, uh, 
um, establishing foundational things, saying again, and, and reaffirming how important this is. Now, this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, and you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. So here is the key to life and longevity, and prosperity, and blessing. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you. A land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall walk, talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It is you, mom and dad, that have this opportunity to be the great influencers in your children's life. And when you establish a household that you wear this, you wear the uh, commands of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, living this out, they'll, they'll see you and they'll catch you if you're a phony, if you're not sincere, if it's not real. You may fool the rest of the world, but you won't fool them. And this whole beautiful picture like the doorposts and the gates like it's it signifies the going out and the coming in and the going out and the coming in uh, and you're to teach them and it's 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 like the jewelry and the sig signifying things that are on your hands and the rings and the the things that everyone sees that that's to be the commands and the statutes of the lord and when we like let's do that with all of our hearts let's even take it up a level Let's make sure we're talking to them. Maria sent me a, um, I think it was just on a text, a picture of the ping pong balls. And there was a, a huge pillar. It looked like it's like, I'll just assume it was like three foot in diameter. It was, you know, big, full of these uh, orange or yellow ping pong balls. And it, it represented 3,000 hours, I think, that you, the children have with you as a family. And then there was a small container on the floor, and it represented, I don't know, some small amount. I might have the numbers wrong. Was that? 40, yeah, 40. It was 40, 40 ping pong balls, like 40. The church has access to these children 40 hours. Was it in a week? It was in a, in a year, in a year. But there's one more column that needs to be there we need to be very aware of. And uh, so the church ha if the church has 40 hours, how many hours do the school systems have if you send your children to, send to public school? A lot. So make sure you still are the predominant ones. You still have the access. Make sure you're making use of that. That 
in all of your prospering and growing and doing things and going on adventures, make sure there's a lot of time spent in, in truly looking into your children's souls and speaking things over them. Speaking, you know, speaking the truth, blessing them, paying attention to them. Give all the con- other concerns of your life a break. I, I even watch over my girls on the worship team, like, uh, and, and Robbie, that have, have children. And I'm like, your family's more important than the worship team. And I get concerned about all the hours when they work as well and do other things, that they're getting the time with their families and with their husband, with their with their children. And I'd rather them be late some or take, you know, working with them to take time off every month to make sure that they have adequate time with their children, with their kid, with their that's what's important. So our families are so important. I I use this, I might share a little bit more when I when I speak, but um, I just did another funeral um, at, uh, on Monday of this week with to um, an, an uncle that was up in age and um, had died. And I got the opportunity to say to this family, I, I want to tell you, you have a blessed family because I watched from a distance and I knew that they were a family union. I think six, six children to this family. And, uh, and uh, I just, I told them, this is so important. Your, your family and your connections the good, bad, and ugly of it, but still the working out. This is what ultimately brings you to, to knowing the Lord. And this is, this is where the training ground is. This is where the foundations get set up. And I, and I told them, I said, the model for my church government or the government at my church, it's not organizational. It's family. That's the model that I want to have I want to be a father and have sons and daughters and brothers and sisters and, and relationships that are every, ever growing and transforming so that my sons and daughters don't always stay under me, though positionally I always want to be a father to them, that relationally they grow and come into responsibility to the point where, where our, the relationship changes in a good, healthy way. And... And it's so neat to be in a place like that and talk about the family that we have. And uh, Diane Brothers also suffered a loss of a relative this, this week, and we had a conversation. And as she drove home, I th- were you driving home or just thinking as you were after you had talked to your cousin? Thank God for the family, the relationships that I have. This is my real family, the church. This is what really gets me through things. This is the, like, that's the level of, of, of what we have. This is where we're accountable. This is who helps me grow. This is who I trust to talk about. This is who helps me raise my children. It takes a community to raise a child. But you have this sense and safety and feeling that if your teenager isn't talking to you, they're talking to Somebody you know, someone you trust. That's huge, isn't it? So let's do this dedication. I could, yeah. We are living in, um, I am just so blessed. And, and as you know, my eyes are full on to what's going on in our nation with the president and, and all of this stuff. And um, 
I keep thinking how wonderfully blessed we are. We've made a decision to believe the prophetic word right through. And we're going to, those of you that have done this, I'm telling you, we are going to be so blessed that we believed right through all of the difficult times to believe. It's hard. And uh, the things that we've seen. But the Lord always encourages me, and I cannot recommend to you enough, highly enough. Um, it has come down to uh, Elijah Stream, Steve Schultz, this simple man. He's an odd-looking little guy, and he's been so faithful with the Elijah list that I've not ever paid a lot of attention to. I knew it was there. It was a good thing. I uh, just didn't read a lot of his the stuff there. And then he began this YouTube uh, um, uh, station that probably won't last too much longer. They'll probably be gone, but uh, he has, he'll be on other formats and everybody's preparing in this insane cancel culture thing. It, is it not unbelievable? I mean, my mouth's dropping o o open. Um, I think even Sean Foyt just released an album called, yeah, 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 Azusa's in that. He released it. He went, he put it through the same channels that always release his music. Um, he did everything right, and they went, nope, can't do it, won't do it, didn't give a reason. Just like, boom. Now, he got reinstated, and they're going to go ahead and do it. There's a name to that. Um, that you and I don't know about, but it's the network of releasing work, uh, albums and music and stuff. And uh, they are going to do it, but it's like for a little bit of time, they were not. I don't know what was going on, but it's just crazy. The prophets that have been on Elijah's stream, and I love this, there's a whole company of them that are complimenting, not on purpose, but they're complimenting each other, they're speaking, and we're so blessed to have all of this prophetic stuff that is so, so good. Robin Bullock, um, remind me of the names. Robin Bullock, Johnny Enlow has been amazing. And a lot of these guys and people, women, uh, uh, yeah, Hank Kuhneman's in that group. And um, what's, who's the woman? Amanda Grace and Kat Kerr. Amanda Grace on Elijah, Kat Kerr consistently. And now this Timothy uh, Dixon, um, incredible stuff. I mean, I could just talk about all their stuff for the rest of the day, but I, I just can't encourage you enough. Watch this stuff. You won't be bored. And um, there, there are several. It's, it is, it's so amazing, so encouraging. And um, so that is cool. And then on top of that, we, we have our own, and some, some, several of you are, are prophetic, and, but Kevin has been coming, having things without knowing what's going on here or there that also speak to uh, stuff. <coughs> and uh, I just appreciate that. I, I'm, just, I'm just praying if we shouldn't create some kind of platform place for this stuff to go out. I don't know. I'm thinking. I really am thinking. Um, so, um, so anyways, Kevin has just a little bit of something to share today, and then I'll go on with my message. So you want to do that now? Yeah, this is, yeah. Amen. Um, 
so yeah, through some, some different encounters and just seeking the Lord, I think, was it last week that I spoke about the seasons changing? That Was that just last week or the week, two weeks ago? Okay, two weeks ago. Um, I think I saw somebody say, they said this quote, and I might mess it up, but they said that prayer is a catalyst to action. Okay, it's not a substitute. And in this changing season, listen, in what Phyllis even shared this morning, this touch from the Lord, like whether it be a subtle touch, uh, whether it be, you know, you're the, you're the picked one to get up and chase after this thing. We have got to be aware of the way that the Lord is speaking to us. And, it, and, and because we pray, we're expected to act. So in this changing season, no longer are we going to be able to pray and believe God to do something and look to someone else to do it. We're going to pray and believe God to do it. And he's going to say, well, then I send you to go do it. And this is the obedience and, and the calling that is on our life now that we must begin to act and do what the Lord is saying. Um, so Nehemiah chapter 4, if you guys could turn here really quickly, verses 17 and 18. I want to look at this. This is very important. Because we have so much of the prophetic word, so much of the, um, you know, the prophets and what they're saying, um, it's the hour now of taking these prophetic words, holding on to them, believing the Lord to do this, but also getting into action. So let's go ahead and look at Nehemiah 4, 17 and 18. It says this, Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded, them, loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked um, at construction and with the other held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Now, you have to understand that when they were building this wall, there was a great distance. It goes on to say, read this whole chapter if you get time. There was a great distance between each one of these builders on the wall. But distance didn't mean in this day division. So they weren't divided because of their distance. They were still in unity. And what Nehemiah did in his strategic uh, guidance by the Lord, he knew that, listen, we need to be builders. Listen, builders are warriors, okay? If we are intercessor warriors, if we are prayer warriors, we are builders of the kingdom of God. And we can no longer just build in the spirit, but it's time that we take the sword, the word of the Lord, the prophetic promises, we hold them in one hand while we are now putting bricks in mortar and building the things that God has called us to build. He positions. We don't need to worry about the enemy coming up on us. Why? Because God has positioned watchmen. He has positioned those who are going to blow the trumpet that when we see and hear the enemy trying to come and attack, we know that now it's time for war. But in this place, we need to have one hand on our sword, and we need to have one hand on these bricks, building that which God has said build. And so today, when we go from this place, and we've prayed these prayers, they must be a catalyst to action, not a substitute. And, and trusting those around us that when the Lord speaks, whether it be through the word itself, prophetic dreams, visions, however the enemy may try to come and attack, and to, read the rest of the chapter, because you have to take this all in context. It's amazing. But they had great distance between them, but that was not division. So even though we each go to our job, listen, is, you know, when I first got saved, man, it's starting to preach a little bit, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Take a breath. When I first got saved, the Lord spoke this thing to me, and I don't know, I just um, sat with the Lord on this, the, the phrase, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And I don't know why. And I was like, Lord, what is this? What is this? How do you get a horse to drink? And he says, well, you make them thirsty. Are the people around your life right now, whether you're at work, at the grocery store, are they thirsting for the Christ that's in you? 
we can no longer, I, I encourage us, I, I almost challenge us to a small degree, uh, come with a testimony next week. You don't have to see somebody fall down and, you know, be saved, speaking in tongues, whatever, miracles, healing. That's where we want to get to. But we've got to start to be sensitive to the voice of the Lord, demonstrating Christ wherever we go. Do the people you work with know where you are with the Lord? Do they see that light in you? And are they hungering and thirsting for what they don't have that they see in you? This is building. This is what it means to have one hand on your sword and one hand building. Your family and friends, like, are they hungering and thirsting? We, can't, we can lead a horse to water, but we cannot make them drink. But we can live our life in such a degree that it causes them to thirst for that living water. If you drink of this water, you will not thirst again. Jesus tells the woman at the well, she saw something in him. And he saw something in her that day too. And he gave her exactly what it was that she needed. He spoke to a need. Are you in tune walking with the spirit that you can come up to a coworker and just be able to instantly discern what it is that their heart is crying out for? Are we having ears to hear? We want to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, obviously, but do we have ears to hear what the souls of men are crying out for? So no longer can we just look to someone else to do the things that we are praying for. It's time that we have our hand on our sword and we have a hand on the bricks and the mortar and we continue to build the wall. This is the promise. Now listen, we can go on to chapter five of Nehemiah and we see that people start to cry out and they're saying, listen, we have large families and there's grain and we're in the midst of a famine. Shouldn't we be giving our attention to these things to provide for our family? But that's not what the Lord had given them command to do. Let us trust God for the things that he knows that we need while we're still going about our days, diligently seeking God, pouring into others, causing them to hunger and thirst for the righteousness that's in us. Hand on your sword and a hand on bricks and mortar. <clears throat> oh my, where has the time gone? I was looking for... Um... I was looking for, for something. Um, <clears throat> Psalm 68, I will begin and close. <laughs> Verses 5 through 6. Kevin, you referred to something. Where, where's the passage, the woman at the well, John 4? That's where I, I was there. And I must have been looking at the wrong. Hmm. See, I'm making you just sit still for a few minutes. That's probably what's missing in life. We're going and moving and graying. So this is uh, Holy Spirit therapy. Be still. And wait for the pastor to find out what he's going to actually say. If I say three words that are from the Lord, it's better than a whole long message, isn't it? 
Uh, John 4, what? I can't find the... I thought I'd highlight, and, and, and I, that's why I'm... Where Jesus talks about the water, and it's, it's right here. I just, I had something else. I often highlight what I... Yeah, I think that's what... Let me read this, John 13. I probably won't make it to Psalms, like, because I almost prepared in this direction, and then he said that, and let me see if I can find what I was, I really got a revelation uh, a day or two ago. If you drink, Jesus is saying to the woman at the well, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again, but if anyone drinks the living water I give him, they will never thirst again, and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit, springing up and flooding you with endless life. And I became captured at that, um, intrigued with it, and the reality that Jesus is saying, if you drink of this water, this is so different, like if you drink of this water, not only will your thirst be quenched, satisfied in a more permanent way, something else will happen. This fountain of life will begin inside of you. And I was just, I'm always in this, I'm always um, reaching for more in my personal life. Like, um, I'm always, I see something and I I want to get there, so I just start praying for that. I, I lay back on the couch or wherever, sit back, and I, my meditations turn into uh, interaction with the Lord. Um, when I see something that I don't think I have or have an experience to, like, have I experienced that? Have you experienced that? A fountain bursting up inside of you after you drank the living water. And maybe I've had touches of it, and, but I went, I want this. I want this in fullness. I think every time, and uh, it seems that I had posted it. By the way, we, I'm doing these um, prescription for comfort texts, and so that's been growing, and people have been really receive, you can go on our website, which I, Lacey, I didn't get this done, but I wanted to show you our new website. It's Fellowship of the Beloved, just the word, all the letters there, dot org, and did you get the dot com? She did. We had to go rescue that one. It was in deep, it was in the deep darkness of lostness in the web. Good job. Like, you don't know how crazy that is and the things she had to do. You just become a scary individual back there. Yeah. When she told me what it took, it wasn't doing anything wrong, just what it took to do that. Oh my gosh. And uh, this is what these hackers do, evidently. I don't know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but it was ours, and she was going after something that was, was legally ours. And, uh, but anyways, um, you, can, you, can, you need to subscribe to those and it's on the website like go to our website like Lacey has redone this created it it's really cool it's really amazing we're going to keep it up to date it's very functional and on there's the opportunity to um what do you what's that under the heading of 
Yeah, the text, like the, there's, a ter- there's a term there. You're, but anyways, the, the text, the stay connected. And one of them is just, hey, church is canceled and just little announcement type things that will come as a text. And then my prescription for comforts is also something that we've started. And you can click on, you have to click on that to start getting those. And it'll be five days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And every morning, you, you put those out at about 8 o'clock. They always, they always go out at 8 in the morning. And then <clears throat> this week, Summer started to put it on Instagram. And <clears throat> some people follow us there. Instagram, she might be throwing it on Facebook. I don't know. And they're real just simple. I just, I just sit and wait on the Lord, and I get a scripture, and then I just comment briefly. It's just nice and small. And um, that has been amazing where that's gotten used for. So I was, I was saying, and it maybe it was on there, maybe it was somewhere else that I said this, um, that I don't want to walk by anything that I see in the scriptures that I'm lacking or I don't have. Like, don't just keep reading. Stop. And go after it. Ask the Lord. Every, every movement that I've made in the spirit with the Lord, it's that. I see the need. I see something I don't have the fullness of. And instead of being prideful about it and like, oh, I can't tell anybody I'm not there, that you're just like, yeah, I always want to be growing. And I, I, I'll never apologize for that. Like, for the rest of my life, I'll still be growing. I don't have it all. I, they're still like filled with this fullness, filled with the fullness. What the heck does that even look like? But it's there in Ephesians. I was just reading it again. I won't fill with the fullness. You wrote it. I'm asking for it, you know? And, uh, and so you just, you just, all you can do is ask and seek the Lord. You see something missing, can't forgive. Stop trying to control yourself and just cry out to the Lord. Lord, I want to change, so I know that really releases you and gives you permission to help me. And I need to change, so you need to rescue me. And, and you're just in this position where he pretty much has to answer you. You have him over a barrel. He said he would. You know, it's like the little child that comes to mom or dad, you know, and says, you said, and you're like, uh, yeah, you're right, I did. You said we could get ice cream. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll do almost anything when they bring up that stuff. You promised. It's inconvenient. It costs me money. It da da da. I, this isn't the right time. Ask me sometime when it's convenient, and they don't understand that. Like uh, we were watching my grandson this week, and. At one point, and he he was standing in the garage, and he was trying to reach the garage door opener, which, you know, I don't want that. And he's like, because he can see the truck outside the window. And he's like, truck, Papa, like, we need to go in the truck, and here's what we have to do. Open this door so we can go out and get in the truck. And he, I put him in the truck, typically, and I've spent a lot of time driving five miles an hour around the parking lot. And... Of course, he doesn't sit in a seat when he's doing that. I put him in the back because I have a wooden platform, whatever, for my tools. And if it's empty, he can go back there. And, oh, happy day. He can stand, talk. He talks and plays and looks out the windows as I drive around. That's I Ching. Like, that's, you know, whatever. And Phyllis had a great idea. We had some errands to run. She goes, well, let's take the truck, and we'll go to Salem. We'll go deliver this and do that and da-da-da. And so, yeah, okay. So I put the car seat in my truck. 
and I put him in it, which this is very unusual, and he loses it, meltdown city. I'm like, what the heck? No, 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 no. And Phyllis comes out to get ready, and he's like, she's like, we're not doing this. I'm like, no, we're not doing this, you know. He'll tear the truck up, like, you know, and so <laughs> he's, yeah, wow. <clears throat> and uh, we end up like, okay, you know, trip canceled. I take him back. We, we take him back in. She carries him in. I'm trying to do whatever, get all the stuff back out of the truck that we put in the truck to go, you know, and all this. And I come in, and he approaches me. I'm telling you, you can do this with God. With hot tears. You know the hot tears? You know, there's tears, then there's hot tears. The face is red. The tears are hot. And he has given me the what for about what a ride in the trick truck looks like and what it doesn't look like. And it has nothing to do with you sticking me in that car seat, you know, like, and blah, 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 blah. You can only get a couple words out of it. And I looked at Phyllis, and she's like. So I spend the next 10, 15 minutes driving around the parking lot, which is, you know. You can do that with God. And you need to. And, and this passage, I was like, fountain gushing forth here's the pro here's the deal here's what we're believing for and kevin we all you i know we have this then we will there is a fountain that needs to pour if you're if you're not a fountain just go well this ain't right get the hot tears going whatever it takes to move god but like i didn't get the whole package I did, the, I did the believing, I did the drinking, tasted good, but this fountain flowing up, gushing out, endless life, I'm not always feeling that. Especially the last month, I'm not feeling that. Like, wow, it's been a rough month or so. And, and, and we can cry out and believe for this, and people are, this is what makes them thirsty. You look like something that somebody should drink. Look like a banana split Sunday, you know, like, you know, look like something. Make, how do you make people, people thirsty and hungry? Not by lecturing them. And I was looking at hunger and looking at different things in Psalms uh, or Isaiah 55. And I was met. That's what goes with this. If I was prepared, but I'm not, but it doesn't matter. Out it's coming anyways. And that's, you know, ho, everyone who thirsts, come. I'll give you a drink like this. He invites us, come, get a drink of water. You look, you need food, come, buy from me. You don't need, don't buy with, you don't come with money. Come with this. I'll exchange, I'll cry out to you. And I will fill you and you'll eat food that, that, that satisfies. You'll drink what satisfies you. And it can't be stolen from you. Everything else can be robbed, but this can't be, not this real thing. And a fountain flowing and springing up. And we become that people. Our culture needs this. Don't yield to the frustration, the anger of being out there. Wow, I'm like, I'm, I am 
on my own case about my attitude. I have to walk into a store with a mask and I'm like, I don't even want anybody to look at me, let alone smile at me, because I'm mad about this. I'm like, I got issues. And I'm convicted like, uh, 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 uh. time out, son. You don't have the right to be an attitude about this and ditz people over it. I'm gonna be, be mad at the right entity but not people, and still be kind. You don't get off the hook. You don't, see, that's, that's the lordship of Jesus. Like, uh-uh-uh-uh, no, 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 no. Come here, we need to talk. He might have to take you around the corner and have a talk, okay? But that's the lordship of Jesus. Like, no, this, this doesn't work here. Come, you need to look like a fountain. You look, need to look like a fountain. After you drink this water, the promise is you drink this and it gets inside of you and it starts producing the fountain of water. So I want that fountain. I want to buy from the Lord the water and the food that satisfies, that sustains me, that I can, I can run like the prophet did and outrun that I can, it will sustain me and be a word of life. So Father, in Jesus' name, we ask. We don't need things proper today. We just need you to touch us and invite us into more. And I know you're inviting us into more and you're giving us promise. So Father, for each of us that hunger and thirst after you, Create a hunger and thirst in us. First of all, you're the one that does that. You'll have more. Something that will overcome this weariness and heaviness. Something that will overcome the anxiety and the worry and the concern. Something that will cause us to be full of joy. The exchange in Isaiah 61 beauty for our ashes and praise for this spirit of spirit of heaviness and this genuine joy that comes you're the giver and we just seek after you lord we come with even hot tears when we realize how far we are from what you promise us and what you what you want to give us that you will not deny us and you will make us glad because you will not disappoint in any way, shape, or form. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Great to see all of you.